guys welcome to the fourth episode of node law podcast i remain your host agada your favorite podcaster your favorite lawyer um i really want to apologize to you guys for not giving you guys an episode last week i had a whole lot of events to carry out and i just didn't have time to record and a whole lot of that but i'm here now and i promise you today's episode is super packed don't worry it's not about the law we're not doing anything law based today so i won't bore you guys um a whole lot um on the show with me today i have a very good friend um i just knew him like two days ago but he's not my very good friend he likes to intimidate me a whole lot and i don't know why but it's all right and you will hear a lot of bad today at all so if that I'm from the north, I don't care. <laughs> but I have with me um Honorable Prince Okudili. I don't know where he got that honorable from. Well, please, honorable, please come and let us know. Introduce yourself. <laughs> okay, so good afternoon, listeners. Uh, my name is Prince Okudili. The honorable came as a result of me being able to represent my class in my first year in school at the Congress House of our legislature in our local um Lostar Assembly. So I was privileged to serve as a congressman, and that is how the title of Honorable came to my name. So that is just about that. Do I call you Distinguished Honorable? I just call you Honorable. <laughs> just call me Prince. Prince is okay for today. Which Prince? Who is calling you Prince? I'm calling you Monarch. I prefer to call okay. Monarch. Who is Monarch, going to call Monarch you Prince? Well with me. Monarch is okay for today as well. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Prince, for being on the show today. Um, today's show is not just going to it's not going to be law based it's going to be something out of the norm um today we'll be speaking about the inclusion of sex education in pre-tertiary institutions we understand that sex is no longer sacred as it used to be and a whole lot of people are now getting involved and they even it's, it's not just the adults alone even the kids these days we really can't we really can't give like a full statistics but from the little things you've seen on going around on the news you can obviously tell that it's not just the adults alone now the kids are beginning to get involved so we'll be speaking on the inclusion of sex education in pre-tertiary institutions and prince would help us to do a whole lot of justice to that um mr prince you have the floor okay so thank you so, so much mr gata so, talking about the inclusion of sex education into our pre-tertiary uh, curriculum, I have with me here an outline I would like yeah. to follow. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to look okay. at the background or the abstract of today's topic. Next, we're going to look at the definition yeah. of sex education. The third thing we're going to do is we're going to okay. look at the scope of sex education. That is like subtopics that can be discussed in any curriculum that tries to reflect sex education. Then we're going to look at the importance of sex education as well as the benefits of sex education. Then we'll finalize that by just looking at the overall need or necessity of including sex education into our pre-tertiary curriculums as well. So I think that oh is what that's, that's a whole lot. <laughs> yes. So I will try to. I, I, see you, I see you came prepared for us. <laughs> yes, I did actually. So I, I'm going to try to give things like the knowledge I'm going to give today is going to be. Um, very basic, something that everybody can relate with. Whether you're a layman, whether you're a law student, or you're just a listener, it's going to be actually very interesting. Because as far as my experience goes, the issues of sex is something that 
is always enticing or luring to the public ears. <laughs> so yeah, now actually. let's look at the background or abstract. Now we understand that as young persons grow up in life, they are bound to encounter sex-related problems or they are often put in a position where they have to make sex-related decisions. Now, if these young persons are not adequately informed as to sex, sexual health, reproduction, or, or sex-related um, concepts, it is certain there is a very high tendency that they are bound to make mistakes or make wrong decisions that would negatively impact on both their health, their relationships, as well as everything that concerns them, sex and sexuality. So it is in the light of this that it is therefore necessary for these young persons, I'm talking about persons from as early as the age of six years and above, to be given adequate information so that they can communicate better and make well-informed decisions as to things regarding sex so that they do not put themselves in places where they have to deal with negative consequences as a result of a lack of information. So True. is that understood? Okay, yes, so you that see is. that the... So you see that the need for inclusion of sex education comes from a place of necessity. Because yeah. whether we like it or not, the days of seeing sex as a sacred thing that ought to be spoken under whispers and hush-hush has far gone. Now we have come into an age where everybody has one sort of information or the other as to the concept of sex. Everybody has one form of understanding or the other. But now the problem is who has the right set of information and who has the wrong set of information? And Truth. what are these persons doing with the type of information that they have? Who are they hearing these informations from? So yeah. these are the key things that have brought about the necessity to discuss and to understand what sex education is all about. Now, a lot of persons will raise concerns that, oh, you should not expose the issue of sex or the discussions of sex to persons who are less than the age of 18. But the irony in that is that it is these persons who are less than 18 that have often become victims of a lack of adequate information as to sex and sex-related topics. And their lack of information, also known as ignorance, has often been exploited by persons who are much educated than they are. Hence, yeah. we see that pedophilia is on a high rise in our modern society. Unwanted pregnancies, STDs among minors, and uh, all forms of sexual violence and sexual abuses against persons who are less than the age of 18 are also on the statistical rise. So it is all of this together that makes it necessary for us to have today's discussion. Yeah. Now, let us try to understand sex education. By definition, sex education is the provision of organized and quality information about sex-related concepts ranging from sex, sexual health, reproduction, puberty, um, the, spread or the spread of STDs, the use of contraceptives, relationships, and sexuality, as well as body, body positivity. So these are like the range of things that are included in sex education so that mm. persons can get organized and quality information about these concepts for them to communicate better and make world-informed decisions that will affect their health and their sexuality. Yeah. I take it again. So sex education is the provision of quality and organized information with regards to sex, sexual health, reproduction, and all sex-related topics to young persons so that they can communicate better and make well-informed decisions that will affect or impact their lives sexually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I believe that definition is well understood. So yes, from the definition, you get you from so from the definition, we we'll find keywords like provision. That has mm-hmm. to do with including it into curriculums. We see the yeah. keyword organize and quality. So it's just not haphazard. This information you are providing has to be organized grade by grade according to the ages of audience or students that you are teaching. Then yeah. it has to be quality, which means it has to be scientifically proven, full of data and statistics. Uh, uh, it should not be full of rumors, gainsays, or hearsays, or yeah. superstitions. It has to be scientifically proven. Then it has to be about so many topics. We're talking about puberty, reproduction, reproductive health, sexually transmitted diseases, use of contraceptives, relationship, sexual violence and prevention, body positivity, and sexual identity or sexuality. So these are the spectrum of topics that sex education seeks to cover or adequately inform young persons about. Mm-hmm. It gets now. And why yeah. are you giving them this organized and quality information? So that they can communicate better and they can make what? Well-informed decisions. Because if there's anything a person should regret in his or her life, it's for you to make a decision or make a choice out of a lack of information. Because mm-hmm. the, the thing that goes wrong is that you will not be able to handle the consequences that comes as a result of that wrong decision that you have made or wrong choice that you have taken. Mm-hmm. So is that well understood? Yes. So so one would one would come out one would come out and be like, if you're saying after you after the whole definition, yeah, someone would okay. come out and be like, uh so if you're saying sex education, if you've given your de- like reproduction to your definition of sex education one by one one might tend to ask what happens to biology then okay now you should understand that biology in itself would only teach you reproduction from a scientific perspective the key mm. word there is perspective now yeah. um biology does not concern itself with the psychology that goes into reproduction because mm-hmm. you have to be in a state of mind for you to be able to make the best out of your sexual health and your sexual yeah. prowess. So biology will only tell you, okay, this is the vagina. Biology will only tell you, okay, the vagina bleeds, leading to periods. But it doesn't tell you, okay, the mood swings that comes with it, how to psychologically prepare yourself for it, um, yeah. how to how to manage your health, how mm-hmm. to prevent STD. Like everything you put it to you is just from a scientific point of view. And most times. Yeah. The way the information is pre- presented is just presented for scholarly sake. Just write it down in your notebook, read and pass your exams. And pass your exam. Yes. It's never taught to you as in a level, in a relatable level where you should be able to inculcate it into your day-to-day activities or into your life as an individual. Mm. You understand? Yeah. So th- I think that is just... But you can say that some of the things that biology covers can also be found in sexual education. But sex education takes it a step further get and it's all embracing because you know that in biology reproduction is just a topic in biology there are other yeah. topics but sexual education focuses on sex and sex related concepts which uh, biology as a topic that has other areas may not adequately be able to cover yeah okay so yeah. i think that is what covered so now let us yes, go to yes. the scope of sexual education or sex education as we like to call it i, I first mentioned puberty so puberty is that stage of life where the adolescent is becoming a full-blown adult or is maturing and when a person as an adolescent is transitioning into an adult stage they are bound to be both uh, observable and unobservable differences in the person 
Now, the observable differences are going to be called the primary differences, and this includes uh, growing of pubic hairs or hairs in private regions like the armpits, the face, the uh, groin area. You're also mm-hmm. going to see um, boys getting deeper voices, you know, broad shoulders. The girls get slim, a uh, slim waistline, or like their hips begin to expand because mm-hmm. the pelvic bone is trying to prepare itself for delivery and all of that. You're yeah. going to observe that the boys begin to eat more. It gets they grow mm-hmm. this Adam apple. The girls begin to have periods or menstruation. It gets mm-hmm. as well as yeah. um, mood swings that accompany uh, the outpour of hormones into their bloodstreams. You get yeah. the boys become more maybe more hyperactive the girls become a little bit reserved trying to learn more about their body so yeah. these are like these are just the things you begin to see a boys grow mustache the girls begin to have pimples or acne you get because mm. of their yeah. hormonal imbalance you get yeah. all of that so um people need to understand that like young people need to understand that oh there comes a time in your life where you are going to observe differences in your body do not be afraid do not think you are under a curse or you are infected by a virus or a disease no this is a natural thing so when you inform people ahead of time they, they, there's this calmness that they would experience knowing that okay this thing is going to do happen to me so i should be prepared you get yeah, that kind of information prepares them so because what we have noticed is that a lot of times when girls for example see their periods for the first time and they've never been told about it some think that they are bleeding that they are going to die some begin to run head to scatter some you know mess up themselves in public like they do not really know how to handle all of these things that is happening to them you get yeah. they, they cannot even explain the mood swings that they have they cannot explain why they are suddenly craving chocolate or why they are suddenly mm-hmm. yeah. inactive <laughs> you get something that they are sick that is malaria sometimes some start taking um, just taking paradox extra thinking that it's something that medicine can just cure you get just like that so yeah. you see where the you see where the quality and organized information makes an, an individual to be able to make well-informed decisions you get yeah, if actually. such persons if such persons are ready to before time that okay it comes a time in your life where you start bleeding from your uh your vagina that is because your your uh, the eggs which is the ovary is um shedding that okay when this thing starts you need to have your bath you need to change your underwear you need to use pads you get you need to you know rest you need to yeah. sleep well you need to drink water to hydrate you need to eat mm. good fruit you know when all of this information is provided for you come prepared there is nothing like an adult who is prepared for puberty there's not like an adolescent who is prepared both mentally and yeah. in all regard for puberty you get you understand let's, Even not, the let's boys, not forget that most people go through these things and their parents don't most of from some of them their parents don't give them proper orientation i swear because they and feel then, like it's not necessary or it's too yeah, separate to talk about you yeah. get and so and for most people, because they're scared, they don't mistakes. understand what's happening to them they basically understand they basically don't tell their parents they go and then yeah. meet people who people that give them i give them substandard information exactly you know, i said exactly. okay took tissue you hear some girls them that when they were undergoing puberty they are friends with them to use tissue yeah. to get to use the uh, rubber yeah. to use so many things to try and block it but yeah. you, they are supposed to use tampons and uh, uh, high quality parts you get yeah. and then um in regards to puberty boys need to girls need to understand that their puberty can come as early as the age of 10 through the age of 14 from 10 to 14 they should be expecting their puberty why for boys yeah. usually between the ages of 12 to 16 you understand so mm-hmm. in, in sex education class boys will be taught how to shave 
that pubic hairs, how to shave their, how to shave or maintain their facial hair. You get yeah. how to shave their armpits. Girls will be taught how to use tampons, how to use pads. You get they will be taught the kind of food to avoid during their menstruation, how to balance their diet. So all of this, the biology does not have the time to teach you all of these things. It's a yeah. sex education class that teaches you all of this vital information. And uh, Vincent, let me point out something to you. Yeah. If you are not given adequate information about your puberty, that is one of the places from which your adult crisis starts from. You get, and mm. if you if you do not handle your puberty carefully, you would get some certain kind of uh, um, medical issues that may even enter into your adulthood. You get girls who use uh, the wrong type of tampons or the wrong type of pads have yeah. seriously altered their body chemistry that they are even trying to deal with it even now that they are full adults. You understand. Boys who yeah. probably used uh, um, contaminated razor blades or, or shaving sticks to shave they, yeah. um, end up getting infected with so many manner of things that they keep carrying even up to now that they are full-blown adults. So you yeah. see where the organized and quality information that sex education provides comes yeah. as a vital mm-hmm. necessity or a vital um, um, discussion. You understand? So yeah. that is that about puberty. So the next um, scope of sexual ed- education is reproduction or reproductive health now reproduction normally is the ability of living organisms to create or reproduce organisms after their own kind mm-hmm. now the the scope of this particular scope tries to educate people to know about their reproductive system a lot of persons do not understand their reproductive system because they don't even know it. they don't know the name of the body parts you get yeah. boys need to understand that as a boy you have your penis you have your urethra you have your testicles you have your prostate, you have your seminal vesicle, you have your van's difference, you have your epidermis, you have your mm-hmm. bladder. You get mm-hmm. all of this make up the male reproductive system. Because some boys will be calling their primary part Odogu. They don't even know that the name of the primary part is penis. They don't they don't know it. Some have been taught not to call it penis to no mask it up. You get so you as a yeah. let's say you as a young as a young child, something happens to your penis, maybe you, you suffered an injury telling your parents. I was talking about reproduction and I was saying that a lot of persons at that adolescent stage do not know the names of their reproductive organs. They yeah. don't know the functions as well. So, And uh, not knowing about all of this can cause a lot of confusion when they are trying to communicate about how they are feeling over there or when something is wrong down there. So yeah. I listed every part of the male reproductive system. So I'll go into the female. So for the mm-hmm. female reproductive system, you have the vagina, you have the vagina has um, the lips that is the labia minora, which is the smaller mm-hmm. lips inside. You have the outer lips known as the labia majora. You have the clitoris, which is covered by a clitoric hood. Then you mm-hmm. have the vaginal canal, which is the inner part of the vagina. At the root of it, you have the cervix. Then you have the uterus, which is the womb. You have the ovary, the fallopian tube. You also have the endometrium and the myometrium. Then um, you have the bladder, of course, and the urethra, which is the pipe through which um, bladder fluids are secreted out of the body. So mm. now all of these things have their specific um, functions. You get the clitoris yeah. is the very sensitive part of the uh, female reproductive system, which has to be stimulated for the woman to enjoy sexual uh, pleasure. You get some parts of the vagina itself is also very sensitive. Then the lips itself, the mania, uh, labia majora minora. The um, the uh, ovary produces the eggs, 
you know that gets um fertilized by the spermatozoa from the male like all of these things are basically all of which um sexual education needs to enlighten people about if um young adolescents need to understand how sex occurs you get how the female produces the spermatozoa sorry spermatozoa which is the sperm cell contained in the semen which is the white fluid Mm-hmm. It's not the same. A lot of persons think that semen and sperm are the same. No. Sperm is contained in the semen, which is the fluid that carries it into the female. So it travels down the fallopian to get into the ovaries, fertilizes it, you know, yeah. then it comes back into the uterus and begins to form into a child. So you understand that a lot of persons understand how reproduction takes place. They need to understand the, their reproductive system, the organs, the names, their functions, so that they can make the best out of their sexual experience when they have reached the age of adulthood and are ready for it you understand so mm. then reproductive health on the other hand is just for you to know how to manage your health to know that okay the vagina cleans itself so you do not need to use water and soap to wash it you don't need to use a uh, pearl or steaming or anything to clean it it cleans itself naturally when you yeah. eat certain foods like yogurt um orange and you drink a lot of water it helps the body to just clean itself uh, you also understand that okay um you don't need to wash your lip, the lips as a woman because dirt gets trapped in your libya menorah and majora okay mm-hmm. so understand that you as a man your sperm is is produced in the uh in the uh, testicles you need to understand that, okay your testicles have to be away from your body slightly you don't need to wear tight underwear so that you don't uh increase the temperature of that place that can damage your sperm cells yeah, yeah just understand that, okay when you are shaving you don't need to shave uh, too close to the skin so you don't, you don't uh, sustain cuts. You also yeah. have to understand that if you as a girl, you want to wipe your buttocks after using the toilet, you wipe it from the vagina towards the uh, the rectum, not from the rectum towards the vagina so that you don't get uh, fecal matter into your vagina. So you see, all of these things are things that biology may not have all of the time to explain. Parents may not yeah. even have all of the time to explain. So you see that it's needed that young people are enlightened about all of this so that they can know that these are the safety precautions to take to better their reproductive health so that they don't start to battle things like infertility and barrenness and mm. you know, let, uh, low sperm count or penal dysfunction again and all mm. of that. So the next scope that we covered in sex education is abstinence. This is just mm-hmm. doing away from everything related to sex and sexual activities so that you don't get yourself into trouble with STIs, STDs, UTIs, or pregnancy and all of that. So if you know that you're not psychologically prepared for all of the consequences that come with practicing unsafe sex, you have to also understand that you have to abstain. But if you know you cannot abstain, this is where the topic of uh, protected sex, use of um, condoms and uh, other contraceptives come into play. You need to be taught how to use a condom properly as a man. You place the, you bring it in. First of all, you don't use sharp objects to open a pack of condoms so that you don't tear it. You open mm-hmm. it slightly, bring it out. You know, you hold the um, the protected part, which is like um, is it's curved. Yeah, you hold that part. You place it on the erect penis. You roll it down. You get. Then you need to be told that okay, it's not all everything that serves as a loop. You don't use a ground layer as loop. You have to use water-based lubricants. Mm. Yeah, so all of that are things that will be covered in sex education. Yes. Now a lot of persons mm. like ah, but some persons suppose know these things now. Or more, it is not like that too. Yeah, and then they feel have... like they feel like NGOs. They feel like some NGOs should have, or some NGOs have been doing that. But 
you know that the the NGOs really don't have like a whole lot of time to do all that. They do not, yeah. So they will and just they do. Cannot, they will just brush they up. Cannot, they will just brush it up. Yeah, and not just having time, but there is nothing like when your parents, your your family members, sit you down and begin to give you this sensitive information. You feel more comfortable hearing it from persons you are familiar with than from a yeah. total stranger. You get. So this mm. is where teachers come into play. Parents get. Parents need to understand that it is time to break the stereotype and the barrier of communication. Come mm. out to your child. Tell them the plain truth. Call these things by their names. This is a penis. This is a vagina. This is a condom. Mm. This is this. This is that. You get. So that is just all about it. The next scope is um sexual, sexual transmitted diseases, sexual transmitted infections, urinary tract infections. All of these things I think that can be contracted if you do not abstain from sex or if you do not practice protected sex. Um, people also need to understand that some some STIs and STDs can be contracted through oral sex. So you might need to use an oral condom or a dental dam if you want to mm. give blowjobs. Um, people also have to understand that um, you know uh, these STIs and STDs, some of them can be contracted even through kissing. So you have to be very careful. This is where things like uh, um, having a committed relationship. You get people also have to understand that okay, you have to. You know, uh, make sure you don't share razor blades, you don't share sharp objects. Even mm. when you want to have sex with toys, you have to be careful so that you don't get bruised by these toys and end up contaminating or infecting your partner. You get, so you have to just be very vigilant, very careful. Don't get carried mm-hmm. away in the euphoria of sex and then end up battling a sexually transmitted disease because not all of them are curable. Not all of them can be combated with antibiotics. Some need, you know, intense medical care and all of that. So. Here, you will be taught different types of sexually transmitted diseases, how to manage them as a sort of first aid before you go and take adequate medical care. Then the next is the use of contraceptives. No contraceptives are either methods or devices that can be used to, pre- to prevent um, STIs, STDs, UTIs, as well as pregnancies, and to also control reproduction. So you have examples of contraceptives as your IUD, which is called your intra uterian device it is a plastic t-shaped object that is placed into the vagina to close that uh, opening that is the cervix opening so that um, fertilized eggs cannot enter into the uterus to form a child then you also have the use of condoms condoms you have both your female condoms and your male condoms which are used to ensure that pregnancy is greatly reduced and um, the spread of all of these sexually transmitted diseases are reduced significantly but you should be assured that condoms are not 100%. The best way to avoid all of this entirely is to abstain totally from sex. But if you must, make sure you use quality condoms. I recommend Durex. Um, make sure you stay away from uh, condoms that are overly thin because those thin ones, when they are met with too much friction, can tear easily. And because they are so thin, you really will not distinguish between uh, when sex has become raw and when the condom is still on. You must also be careful because some condoms may slip out, especially if you do not use the ones that are you according to the size of your private organ you get. Then you yes. have your birth you have your birth control pills. These are taken by females to you know to reduce their um their uh, fertility so that the chances of getting pregnant can be greatly reduced. Even hum- uh, women who are in marriages that want to go the line of uh, family planning can mm-hmm. actually use all of these birth control methods as well. Then you have your hormonal injections, which are used to reduce your hormonal levels so that you greatly reduce your chances of, of conception if you are looking yes. to reduce your number of children. 
then you have relationships in general you know sex education also teaches you how to maintain and manage relationships the psychological requirements and all of that issues of commitment and all of that then you have sexual violence and prevention in a sexual education class you'll be taught how to minimize sexual violence and prevention by respecting other person's bodily integrity their privacy and um, you know um, to manage um, you know make sure that you do not engage in practices where if there's no content you should understand that content lack of content or absence of content will amount to rape so if you are to be sexually engaged engaged with a guy or a girl once they say no no means no so is that clear yeah so we can basically bring in the sexual reconstitution that talks about um right to dignity of human persons as yes, like as like right a backup yes yeah. you have to understand that everybody is entitled to their body if someone does not want to engage in a sexual practice or sexual uh, performance with you you should respect them you should not try to enforce your own um, loss on them get you should also prevent sexual violence at all costs then the next is body positivity in sexual education you'll be taught to appreciate your body everybody is created uniquely no matter how your body looks like you should learn to accept your deformity your flaws they are part of your unique identity so you should appreciate yourself better do not engage in um, risky surgeries don't mm-hmm. engage in um, these risky procedures bbl that is not from a certified practitioner do not mm-hmm. insert maggi into your rectum thinking that it's going to enlarge your buttocks um, do not engage in risky practices that are detrimental to your health just because you want to improve your body you get so first appreciate your body love it the way it is then use safe and verified methods of body correction you get there are yes. liposuctions that are safe that are healthy there are bbl procedures that are safe that are healthy are the use of um breast uh, implants if they are done by a certified practitioner they can be safe for you to use and expand your breast if you are not comfortable yeah. with your size you want to reduce your size of your breast there is breast augmentation and it's a safe procedure so sex education will enlighten you about ways to safely improve the aesthetic value of your body but you must first learn to appreciate your body naturally that understood yeah the next and the last is gender sexual identity and orientation so in our modern society we've come to understand that not everybody is heterosexual there are persons who have you know when they get to that adulthood they develop they discover sorry that they have developed attra- sexual attraction for either persons of their same gender or different genders so persons need to be taught how to manage these sexual attractions the legal aspects of you know some sexual practices that may not be in conformity with societal standard you must yeah. understand how to um how to be private about their sexual decisions or opinions or orientations. You know, just how to manage the stigma that may probably come with not being heterosexual, acceptance, issues of acceptance, you know, managing their emotions. Because many persons are not, you know, well informed about all of this. In the midst of such sexual crisis, they may end up committing suicide and all of that. So yeah. that brings us to the end of the one two three four five six seven eight nine i talked about 10 scopes as to sexual education i'll be listing them now for clarification we talked about poverty reproduction productive yeah. health abstinence mm-hmm. sex, uh, sexual transmitted diseases yeah. use of contraceptives re- relationships sexual violence or prevention we talked about body uh, body positivity and the yeah. last one was sexual identity mm-hmm so now we're going to the second ambit of our discussion today, which is the importance of sexual education. Are, we, are you with me? Yes. Okay, the first is, it helps to avoid 
negative health consequences. Now, when you are well informed and you have been exposed to organized and quality information with regards to sex and sex-related topics, it will be very hard for you to make consequences or decisions that will negatively negatively impact your sexual health. So, yeah. for for adolescents to stop making uh, wrong decisions, stop engaging in some sexual practices that are harmful to them, they have to be given adequate sexual information, and this is what sex education can provide. Now, they need to uh, the uh, sexual education is important because it helps the adolescent to make better communication to communicate better about their sexual health and their sexuality so if a girl for example has been raped she can communicate better by saying okay this man inserted his penis into my vagina you get so there was penetration so you see that because she's well educated she's using the right words to describe what has been done to her because a lot of times victims of sexual abuse or sexual uh, violence cannot you know uh, give definite terms to what has happened they cannot use words appropriately will tell you this uncle touched me where did yeah. he touch you how did he touch you? what did he do they cannot use the right words because they have not been taught these things but as someone who has been taught we see uh, this uncle inserted his penis into my vagina and raped so you see that they use these words that can better put things into perspective and yeah. make sure that uh, they can communicate better the right information so that yes. it doesn't just yeah, be same... that the person didn't just penetrate there was probably yes. something else but because something the only else, thing yes. she could say was this touch people touched yes. me yeah yes. yeah so now you're getting you're understanding me better yeah. also to when when they are going through this their full party stage they can better communicate to their parents oh mommy uh, blood is coming out from my vagina i think i am menstruating their parents yeah. can understand how to address the situation better now for you to say i'm bleeding from where your leg your head your ear you get to understand so they need to be taught sexual education so that they can communicate better about their sexual health and their sexuality you are feeling mm. pains in your vagina you are feeling pains in your penis you can better tell your parents about it you can better communicate to your doctor your medical practitioner so that he will know what to do immediately instead of spending hours trying to decode your choice of words you get or trying to say finish with every other person first okay <laughs> yes you get so yeah. another thing is it helps you to understand and differentiate between healthy and unhealthy relationships yeah. so if you are in a relationship that the theme of the day is sexual violence from your mm. sex education class you've been taught that sexual violence is wrong everybody is to be entitled to dignity and respect mm. for that person so you can know that okay this relationship i'm in is unhealthy my boyfriend does not respect me he takes yeah. sexual advantage of me even when i do not consent to such act he goes ahead to see what to do it so you can distinguish and understand between healthy and unhealthy relationships yeah the next is um you you understand your body anatomy better when you have been taught sexual education like i said mm. a lot of persons who don't know the names of their body parts they don't know their functions they don't know the consequences of, of some practices so when they have been exposed to this organized and quality information they can understand how their body works and take advantage of it for their best sexual experience as well so um, mm. sexual education also helps you to respect other people's body and show dignity okay respect other people's body you love other people's body just the way you are you do not find yourself pressuring people to take some unhealthy and unsanctioned medical procedure just to make their body better for you yeah. so what are the overall benefits of sexual education it reduces unwanted pregnancy rates among adolescents because once they begin once they've understood the concept of sex and how to use contraceptives and all of that you understand that the, the rate of um, teenage pregnancies will be greatly reduced 
Mm-hmm. Also, the rate of STDs, STIs, and UCIs among adolescents will be greatly reduced as well. Um, yeah. You understand that once young persons have been exposed to sexual education, the mentality of the importance of family planning will begin to manifest. People begin yeah. to understand, okay, I have, if I do this, if I do that, I'll be able to reduce the number of children I have. Okay, I'll be able to control fertility levels you get and all of that. So it's really, it's really with the way with the way the economy is going, the I they, swear they with the way they 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 abortion. To, yeah. yeah, another abortion has been criminalized. You have to take advantage of family planning and the use of yeah. contraceptive methods. Mm-hmm. You get and you mm-hmm. have to also learn how to use these contraceptives to get the best out of them. So now that brings us to the question of the day, which will be the summary of today's session. Why should sexual education be included into pre-tertiary education? First yeah. and foremost, when we talk about pre-tertiary education, it discovers from your nursery, your primary, and your secondary, both your junior secondary and your senior secondary. Because why we are focusing on pre-tertiary is that persons who are in university are deemed to be adults already. This is because yeah. most schools will not give you admission until you are at least 18 years of age. Mm-hmm. You get so now. We are focusing on pre-tertiary because these are the set of persons who are in the most need of this type of information. You get, yeah. and we believe that if governments and private persons like NGOs, schools can come together and include sex education into their curriculums, it will mean that this set of persons, these adolescents, will be exposed to this information as of necessity and from the right authority. You get it will yeah. not just be you learning mm-hmm. from your classmates or classmates how to use a condom. It will be the school teacher who is a trained and certified person to teach you person, yeah. with this quality information. Okay, So, it is important to include it into curriculums at that stage because when you put it into curriculums, it means that it will be the right and qualified set of persons who will teach it. It will also yes. mean that they will be given the right set of uh, training materials, charts, um, models, yes, programming systems, training sessions, workshops, seminars, you know, mm. where, where uh, gynecologists or medical practitioners will train, teach, mm-hmm. you know, and inform with practicals and all of that so that the quality of information can be of the highest standard. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably sex education cannot be made into a course or a, a subject where people will read, you know, research and you know write and pass you know, yeah right on yes that, yet it is um it, it's a part of just like you you did english and you have you've learned to speak very good english the same way you would do sex education probably as a wire course and you get excellent grades and you even become maybe a trainer yourself a self-trainer who will be able to go into the world and you know take a, a, a um, take an interest in educating people like you or people of your yeah. age okay so yeah. it's important to include this here because if we leave it to society to train these persons to provide this information, they will provide it in such a way that will be very um, damaging. You get. I, I, for one, was also a victim of societal training. All of these things I know about sex today were things that I read from books myself, learned from my uh, my uh, age mates, and yeah. some information were pre- presented to me in very bad light. I got to know about sex from watching porn that my classmates showed to me. You can imagine. Mm. And yeah. you know what, uh, porn at that age, ex- being exposed to porn at that age can cause for you as an individual. You can mess up with your mentality. Your mentality you and you have addictions. You get so mm. if, if if sex education had been included into my curriculum in primary and secondary school, I would have been exposed to this information in a um in a censored manner. manner or in a manner yeah. that I could relate with without yeah. necessarily being exposed to the da- damaging effects you get and if this information was coming from someone like my class teacher i would have probably paid more attention to it 
I'll have been yeah. more cautious with the information you get. And, and you have it also came from like your parents. Yeah. You'd have gotten you'd have paid yes, way if, more if attention. If I had come from my parents, yes, I'll have paid more attention. I would probably would have taken more interest in maybe becoming a gynecologist as well, you get, because yeah, I was actually. really passionate about this um, aspect of society, you get, so you see that it's very important for parents, this is a wake-up a wake up call for parents, for teachers, or the government to start enlightening people through sex education, because mm. when you begin to enlighten the masses about sex education, you, you see that there will be a reduction in the rate of STDs, STIs, there will be a reduction in the rate of um, mortality, death rates, unwanted pregnancies, there will be a reduction. You know, people begin to embrace family planning when they know about the advantages and yeah. the merit of uh, having or just like sporadic sex. Okay, so it's it's a win-win for everybody. There is really no demerit or downside of sexual education because whether I would like it or not, the thing that the government and parents and teachers refuse to do. Society itself would do it, and it would be disastrous at the end of the day yeah. if we are left. Society is already society. doing it, but it's not doing it in it's not doing it in the positive manner. It's doing it in, in, in a positive manner. Yeah. So that is just all about sexual education. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you much for coming on today and um, explaining to us or giving us an insight on on why um, sex education should be included in the curriculum for pre-tertiary institutions. I think I think for now we have to hope that um, parents begin to do like a way more proper job and then yes. we, we also hope that the government at some point or the educational institutions at some point would adopt that um, sex education be brought in as like a course separately and yes. be taught so that we can we can escape um, a whole lot of um, social vices that are going on. Sure. By social vices, I mean like um, unwanted pregnancies and the likes. Rape, sexual assault. Yeah, rape, um, sexual assault. STDs, yes, unwanted pregnancies. High mortality rates among adults. Yeah, all of the likes. Prevented by sex education. Yeah. After all, so, um, DHE, which is the physical health education, has already been included in curriculum. So why yeah, exactly. So add, add sexual education. Yeah. True. True. So I think I think I think we should I think our parents need to do like a way more better job first. They should start first, and then subsequently we can we can hope and pray and beg the governments that they also do their own bits in ensuring that these things come to light. Uh, thank you very much. We hope to have you on the show again. Probably not for for this sort of topic maybe for like law <laughs> for something yes, related I will, to I law any, anyone you want me for I must be <laughs> that's, that's, that's totally fine um, alright so thank you guys for listening um, I, once again I want to apologize for not giving you guys an episode last week uh, like I said a whole lot of things were not in place and I couldn't deliver an episode but here we are with an episode this time around and from here on now I want you would have way more episodes and i'm looking forward to my 10th episode as well even though this is just my fourth anyways <laughs> my 10th episode and one more thing please 2023 is around the corner do yourself well do the country well go out get your pvcs get enlightened on who to vote and vote the right person into office thank you very much thank you mr prince for that's um session god bless you guys i'll see you guys next week (laughs) all right